Hi there, I would love to tell you about an amazing small group mentoring program called Flight School that is run by The Nest. Flight School is a small group online mentoring program and we currently run two schools. Each school is made up of five groups and group sizes are roughly 40 people per group. The schools run for 60 consecutive weeks and is conducted on the Zoom platform. There are 15 mentors in each school and you get to spend four weeks with each mentor before moving on to the next mentor. Each session is roughly two hours long. In each school you get to pick from five time zones. You get a first and second choice, just in case we are not able to accommodate your first choice due to numbers. Registrations are currently open and the schools both start in the first week of July 2022. Let me introduce you to the mentors and their subjects in School 1. Ian Clayton Your Spirit Man Grant Mahoney Dominion in Relation to Nature, Angels, the Cloud of Witnesses, and the Being of Holiness Samantha Mahoney What the Health Mario Salinas Wealth Builders Stevie McKee The Deeper Way Lindy Masters Walking in the Cube and Spiritual Points of Your Life Teresa Bowen Meditating in Christ Jessica Wright Enveloped Worship Melanie Nevenhays Walking with Holy Spirit Jane Schroeder Places in the Heavenly Realms Rick Nevenhays Maturing as Sons Carl Whitehead The Interrelational Narrative of Genesis Elijah Ward A Ministry of Seeing Ray Hughes David, Singer of Secrets, Dancer of Dreams Parker Thomaston Kingdom Culture In school too you will have the same mentors but the subjects are different. Ian Clayton The Spirit of Wisdom Grant Mahoney The Spirit of Honor Samantha Mahoney Physician Heal Thyself Mario Salinas Deeper into the Mountain of Finance Stevie McKee Gleaning from the Revivalists of Old Lindy Masters Accessing the Door of Full Supply and Engaging Faith Teresa Bowen Upper Waters Journey Jessica Wright From the Heart of a Song Melanie Nevenhays Meditation and Scripture Expansion Jane Schroeder The Technology of the Blood Rick Nevenhays The Power of Breath, the Veil and the Echo Chamber of Light Carl Whitehead Interactive Narrative, the Life of Abraham and Sarah Elijah Ward Rediscovering the Throne Ray Hughes Legends Lost Heroes Unsung Parker Thomaston Hearing, Seeing, Speaking and Being What a wonderful set of subjects in both schools, it would be hard to choose which one to do first. As a participant in these schools you are able to engage in conversation, ask questions, converse with you classmates and the mentor forming close community. On top of all of this, you also have access to the community forum. There are two forums that you will be a part of, the first is the general forum. This is where you get to communicate with all the students in the school. Then there is your group forum, this is just for the students in your group. The forums are a great place to write out your experiences, engage with your classmates, and your mentors at any time. 
All of the sessions are recorded and you are able to download both the video and audio files so that you can listen to them at your leisure. The cost for the school is $2,000 per person if you are paying in full. If you would like to pay by installments then a $400 deposit is required and 10 consecutive payments of $180 a month. There are no refunds as per the school's terms and conditions. We would love to have you join us on this amazing journey. To find out more information please go to www.thenesttribe.com. God's richest blessings and we hope to see you online. Welcome to Origin Gate. This is Wisdom's Echo and my name is Lindy Masters with your thought for the day. What a joy it is for me to be with you today and to share with you, encouraging you in God and His goodness. I want to just share today a little bit about remembering, remembering our God, remembering the good. You know, the whole of Hebrews chapter 11, chapter 10 speaks about remember this, remember when God did this, remember when the saints of old did what they did. And I really want to explore a little bit about what that looks like. I've really found that as I have watched people who have really struggled with uh, COVID, with lockdown, with job losses, with financial things, with war and terror, that there has been real struggles in the area of the soul. In Psalm 42 verse 6, it says, oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. You know, your soul is a standalone entity within you. It's not just your emotions and your will, but your soul has breath. The, the Hebrews, when they speak about soul, it's nefesh and nefesh has breath. It's a breathing part of you. So is your spirit a breathing part of you. And so is your body a breathing part of you. So the three are one, but they are separate entities. And so... David goes, oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. He speaks to his soul. He literally says to his soul, soul, why are you disquieted within me? Look up. And so he's again in Psalm 42 saying, my God, my soul is so downcast within me. Now, the next part of that verse says, therefore, and I remember at Bible school always being told if there is a therefore, it has to be there for a reason. There has to be a why for. So the next part of it is the why for. Why is it there? Well, because my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, the why for, I will remember you from the land of Jordan and from the heights of Hermon and from the hill of Mazar, because deep calls into deep at the noise of your waterfalls and all your waves and billows have gone over me. So he begins to remember his father Yahweh. He remembers him from the land of Jordan, what he did there. From the heights of Hermon, what he did there. From the hill of Mizar, what he did there. I began to look at the words, uh, we'll hope in the Lord. We need to learn how to hope in God. Therefore, we will praise him. My hope is in you. But then he says, therefore, I will remember. So I looked up the word remember, and it is the word zachar or zacher. Zacher is to call to mind or to recall, really simple. I want to recall or call to mind the elements of who you are, the works that you have done. I want to remember these works. I want to remember who you are. And in the remembering of who you are, it then brings me back to who you are, the goodness of who you are, the greatness of who you are. And there's there's something very powerful about that when you start looking at that and you start seeing it, you know, if you look at Hebrews chapter 11, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 
uh, and for it's the elders obtained a good testimony. Then it goes on in verse three, carries on about faith. We framed up the worlds. The worlds were framed up by God. And then it goes on verse four and it just carries on. By faith, Abel did this by, and Cain did that. By faith, Enoch did this. By faith, uh, Noah did what he did. By faith, Abraham did what he did. Uh, by faith, Sarah conceived. And so what that is doing, it's reminding us there is something very powerful about remembering the goodness, remembering what was done, because in it's, it's a testimony, and testimony really means to do it again, to do it again, God. You did it there. You can do it again. So by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. So he did it by faith because he received the promise that was offered to him, that your siege, what his siege shall be called, etc., etc. And so he was remembering and literally saying, and he will do it again. And he will do it again. He will raise him from the dead. He will leave. He had to. He will, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed his sons. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made men, you know, do what they did. So there's it's a beautiful um a chapter in Hebrews chapter 11 and all of it is by faith the things that the remembrance I remember what you did with Abram Isaac Jacob Esau I remember what you did with Sarah I remember I remember I remember what you did with Enoch you'll do it again you'll do it again so in Psalm 42 verse 6 it says that uh, I my soul is cast down therefore why for therefore I will remember you. I will remember you. This is an act that you have to will to do. You can't just like, oh, I hope I can take a pill and maybe I'll feel better. Um, or, you know, if I go and see a counselor, maybe they'll speak to me and I'll, I'll start to feel better. There is an I will. There's a willing to do it. There's a willingness to step into it and say, I'm going to do this. Uh, verse 4 of Psalm 42 says, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. So he he speaks, I went with him to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise and a multitude that kept a pilgrim's feast. He keeps saying to his soul, come on, why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. Come on, soul, hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Come on, you can get help from his countenance. So really Psalm 42, a little bit like Hebrews 11, is going, remember what he did. Come on, soul, stop being so disquieted. Remember, so at the moment where you're sitting right now, if you feel that your soul is disquieted within you, it is downcast, it is pouring itself out. I want you to look at yourself. I, I tend to look right down into my belly region and go, soul, why are you disquieted? Why are you, are you cast down? I want you to remember, remember the goodness of God. Remember the last time you felt disquieted. Remember how God pulled you out. Remember what he did for you. If you're feeling financially that you're in a real issue right now, um, and, and I can feel some of you saying, you don't know my situation. You don't know how hard things are financially for me. I want you to remember, look back over the years, look back at the times when you felt this desperate before and remember how he pulled you out and he will do it again. When you, some of you feel like you don't understand, I have illness in my body and I'm not well. I want you to remember the other times you were unwell and Yahweh pulled you out. He healed you. Doctors might have healed you or you recovered. I want you to remember. Even in difficult times, you know, my husband transitioned to glory 15 years ago and you know, 
I, I sit back and I look over the last 15 years at the goodness of God in the land of the living, at how he has become like a husband to me, how he has never left me, left his righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread, how he looks after the widow and the orphan, and I remember. So that I don't get to the place of desperation and sadness within me of feeling lonely or feeling left out or left behind or forgotten or downtrodden, but he's always been good and pulled me out of it. So I am in the process of remember, Zahir, remember to call to mind when you did deliver me, to, call, to recall when you did set me free. So when I looked at the word Zahir or Zahar, uh, it is a zayin, a kaf, and a resh. So that is the Hebrew letters for that word, to call to mind and to recall. So a zayin is like a, pow- a plow or a weapon. Kaf is a palm or the open palm, and resh, the head or the authority or the first. I was very interested to see resh also meant first. And I love the Hebrew language because in English we just have words like plow and we don't go, well, P means this, L means this, O means this, and W means that, sadly. But in Hebrew you can, zahir, to call to mind, to recall, which is a zayin kafanaresh. So to get into it in depth, not just to call to mind, to recall, but also to go, it is a plow, a weapon, the cuff is the open palm, and the resh, the head of authority, or the first. Now, I love the idea of first mention, that first time I knew his goodness, the first time I knew when he delivered me and my soul from despair and from being disquieted. So I looked it up again and went, all right, so zahir means like a plow or a weapon. I open up my first remembrance of you my soul why are you cast down within me plow like a weapon and open up the first remembrance of God from the land of Jordan what he did from the heights of Hermon what he did from the hill of Mitzah what he did why do I do that because deep calls to deep at the noise of your waterfalls, all your waves and billows have gone over me. I adore that scripture, deep calls to deep. The deep, the faces of the deep, the mysteries of the deep call me into a deepness and a, and a depth of remembrance with him. That's why I remember him, because he wants to call me into that place where I behold and am secured into the waters below, into the the lower waters, that which is around me. And I begin to turn my face towards his face and I begin to see what he has done. And so I hope in God. I hope in God. My soul, even though you are downcast, I say to my soul, come on, hope in God. So whatever's going on in your country at the moment, I want you to go, my soul, listen to me. Do not be cast down. Hope in God. Then it goes on and say, my soul, I know you're disquieted within me. You're cast down. Therefore, because you are cast down today, I will remember. I will, Zahir. I will call to mind and like a plow or a weapon, I will open up my first remembrance of who you are and what you did in my life. I love the scripture. The scripture says he will never leave his righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. I remember once when we were full-time traveling, we had all six weeks of, of travel 
and ministry cancelled. And so that was quite a stretch financially for us. We were traveling with three children and we were missionaries and traveling around the country and parts of the world. And suddenly the income just came to a standing halt. And we had some food, but there came a day in that six-week period where there was no more food. And literally when I said there wasn't food, it wasn't like there was pasta and other things and I didn't feel like that. There literally was nothing. And I opened up the cupboard and I began to speak to my cupboard because I didn't want my soul to be downcast. And I said, cupboard, be full. I prophesy and I speak life. And I said, cupboard, be filled. I opened the fridge. I said, fridge, fill up. And I said, deep freeze, I'm speaking to you, be full, be full of food because I have three children and we need to eat. And then I turned to my father and I said, I will not. I know your goodness. I remember. I have, like a plow and a weapon, opened up my first remembrance of your provision in my life. And you have never, ever let me down. And I said, Yahweh, I speak life over this, this cupboard, this, this fridge, and this deep freeze. And I said, Father, you will never let your righteous be forsaken or your seed begging for bread. I will not phone anyone. I will not tell anyone. You will not let me beg for bread. But Father, there's no more food. And then I got a little cheeky with God and I said, and Yahweh, if you don't provide, then I just want you to know, I'm going to let everybody know that you were not truthful, that this was not, the scripture doesn't work. But I know he does. I know that he, he it does work and that it does happen. But I was just in a slightly desperate place at that time. And so I left it at that. I made the last meal the next morning. I think we had some oats for breakfast and that was really it. It was done. And I just said, Father, I thank you. You will never let your righteous be forsaken or your seed begging for bread. And as I began to just trust him, press into him, the next morning my husband and I just said, yeah, we, know, we just knew that we knew why, because we had done zakhir. We had called to mind to recall and open up like a weapon our first remembrance of every single time he had provided supernaturally for us. And as I did that and I began to press into it and say, Yahweh, you will not leave me. You will not leave me. You will not leave me. You will do this. The We stayed on a, on a farm property in the top farm. A phone said, Lindy, come down, please. I've got something for you. Send the kids. And I sent the three kids and a little friend who was sleeping over up to the top house. And they came staggering down the pathway, carrying these containers, these boxes and cooler boxes. And they could barely carry them out to run and help them. And I was so confused. What's going on? What's going on? And the farmer's wife said to me yesterday I was six hours away at a friend a mutual friend of ours and visiting and as I was leaving she called me she said oh stop Yahweh's told me to give you something for Lindy and she filled up her car the the, the boot of her car with food for my family from one of the top um places that you buy food from in our country so the supermarket is one of the it was at that stage not a supermarket I used because it was expensive and she filled it up so interestingly enough when I said to God and God if you don't provide I'm going to tell people you don't you, you don't uh, the scripture isn't true you don't provide he'd already provided that food was already sitting in this lady's car on the way to me six hours away isn't this amazing? And so we ate like kings, food that we never buy. We ate like kings. It was so delightful. We even had some tins that had labels fallen off them. And so every day the kids were allowed to open up a tin and see what was in it. And they'd have peaches for breakfast or they'd have condensed milk for breakfast because it was there. It was just fun. So I want you to remember today to say to your cast, do not be downcast. Therefore, because of this, I remember as I plow and open up my first remembrance, I remember what you've done for me. Soul, you will not be downcast. Come on. Remember. Remember what Yahweh has done. He will never leave his righteous to be forsaken or his seed 
begging for bread. I speak shalom over you today.